You are listening to the first episode of a podcast I'm calling The Presbyterian and Reformed Churchman. It got long because I think there's already a Churchman podcast. But what I hope to do here is to use this as a time to interview and have discussions and learn from various ruling elders, uh, probably mainly in the PCA, since that's the denomination that I'm in. I'm in the PCA, uh, as a teaching elder. Welcome to the first episode of the Presbyterian and Reformed Churchman. I'm Pastor George, and I am a teaching elder at Meadowview Reformed Presbyterian Church in Lexington, North Carolina. But what I want to be doing on this podcast, or at least the vision is, is for me to be having discussions and conversations with ruling elders in the Reformed world. Most of them will probably be in the PCA, since that's my own denomination, but maybe I'll be able to get some uh, ARP ruling elders and OPC and different ruling elders from within the NAPARC world to share with us their insights about how they view their calling as a ruling elder, and also how they live that calling out in their public life. And so it should be interesting. And and the reason this came about is more and more, I see that a lot of teaching elders, which if you're not familiar with the PCA, uh, we have teaching elders and ruling elders, and they are of one class of office called elder. But the teaching elders are typically what you think of as the reverends, primarily what you would call pastors, although it is still appropriate to call a ruling elder a pastor. You don't often hear that. And so in the PCA, a lot of teaching elders have platforms. That's who you're hearing from teaching. Those are the ones that are writing. And yet I've come to really grow and appreciate all the various ruling elders voices that we have in the PCA. And so some of my own journey is I actually was a ruling elder before I was a teaching elder. And I've was a ruling elder longer than I've been a teaching elder. And so uh, I came up through a great church called St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church in Hollywood, Florida. They are now Park Road Presbyterian Church. But uh, they really did a great job, the pastor there, T.J. Campbell, of discipling uh, young men, giving them opportunities to be in close proximity discipleship, giving them opportunities to teach where appropriate, and raising them up as leaders. So I was a deacon, and when they saw that I had teaching gifts and those were confirmed, uh, I was voted by the congregation to be a ruling elder. And all through this journey, I studied in seminary. I was going to Knox Theological Seminary, getting a Master of Divinity, and really trying to discern calling. Is the Lord calling me into full-time pastoral ministry, in which case I would pursue being a teaching elder? Or does he have me working in the public sphere and supporting the church as a, a congregant, but a ruling elder, being able to help shepherd, oversee, guide, uh, the flock as part of a session which is what we call it in the PCA. And that journey took about 10 years. 
And uh, but the Lord did in fact call me into full-time pastoral ministry. And I was ordained and came on staff at that very church as an executive pastor. And now I'm in my second call as a senior pastor here at Meadowview. But all that has done is it's really given me a great appreciation for the uh, different office holders in the Church of Jesus Christ, and particularly in the Reformed world in the PCA. And so why does the PCA have this distinction between ruling elders and teaching elders? Well, one one verse we go to is 1 Timothy 5, 16 uh, to 18, or really 17 and 18, where he says, Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor. But it goes on and it says, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain. And the laborer deserves his wages. But that verse, let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. It seems to hold out that this office of elder has two types. There are those that are dedicated uh, in laboring, in preaching, and teaching. And in the PCA, we call them the teaching elders. And there are those that that is not their main focus in ministry, but it is one more of shepherding and oversight. And so we in the PCA have teaching and ruling elders. And as I said, I was a ruling elder. And for many uh, years, I, I was in the business world. Then I was in the education world, Christian education world. Then I came on staff. So I have a perspective of being both a ruling and a teaching elder. But while I was in South Florida, my interaction with ruling elders was mainly limited to the church where I was serving. Even presbytery, presbytery meetings are on Tuesdays, and that would mean that ruling elders would have to take off from work. And so even as a ruling elder, I didn't even go to presbytery meetings. I only went to a couple. Uh, as a ruling elder, because I had to work. And it really wasn't a part of the the culture down there for uh, ruling elders to be a part of presbytery. We had many presbytery meetings with only a couple ruling elders, only enough for a quorum sometimes. And so the ruling elders, where I'm coming from originally, were very much local involved in the local church and not very much beyond that. They kind of left it up to the teaching elders to to do the to be the churchmen. And so it wasn't until I came up here to Meadowview and I started interfacing with the ruling elders here and realized they do care beyond their local congregation. They are involved in presbytery. As a matter of fact, the ruling elders at Meadowview if what I'm told is true, I have no reason to believe it. We're instrumental in pulling off the 2017 General Assembly in Greensboro. Piedmont Triad Presbytery is a very small presbytery, and it involved all hands on deck. And I understand the the REs here uh, really poured into that. And so I've learned so much from ruling elders, both in my old former church and here at Meadowview. Uh, two of the most influential men leaders, uh, shepherds in my life were ruling elders from my former church. So although they didn't have much denominational involvement beyond the local church, in the local church, amazing discipleship, uh, amazing way to think about ministry. 
And I benefit from it. And then here I've benefited from it. And then as I've been exposed more and more to the PCA through committees, general assembly, and the online world, I've come to find that there are so many ruling elders that have so much to offer. And so that's some of the story on why I want this podcast. I want this podcast to highlight and um, really how they think about ministry, how they view ministry. Uh, I love the testimony of O. Palmer Robertson. I had him on my other podcast, Grace to Stand, where he said, really, the ruling elders were instrumental in the forming of the PCA. And there is a move in the PCA. Uh, I don't know if it's organic or what. It's just kind of happening to let the teaching elders do the business of the church and just leave the ruling elders in their sort of sphere in the local church. And more and more as the PCA is facing all kinds of challenges, we're seeing that we need our ruling elders. We need them at presbytery meetings. We need them at general assembly. We need their voices in the sessions. And we as teaching elders need to be listening to what they're saying, because I think us teaching elders can get tunnel vision. And often they have and have much uh, common sense and biblical wisdom to offer that maybe we're not seeing and ought to be listening to. And so that's my hope. And I also am just amazed at the great gifts that the Lord is bringing into the church through the professions that the ruling elders are doing. And so uh, I've already got like 20 in my mind I want to interview because they are living out their lot, their their faith in sort of the public sphere in all kinds of ways. In positions in government, I have two that are working, uh, the working county government here at Meadowview, one recently retired, but in think tanks, in as researchers, in Christian schools, in public schools, all kinds of ways in which they are working out their faith in the world and yet using their gifts in the body. And then the added uh calling, I'll say responsibility, which it is, but calling then to shepherd the flock locally. And again, this is something else that has been really used to say, that's why we hire teaching elders. That's why we hire the pastors to do that. And that is, that is not the model at all. As a matter of fact, pastors come and go. And many of you in PCA congregations know that, you know, it's, it's a rare thing to have a pastor uh, for 20 years or 30 years in South Florida, TJ Campo, again, my uh, mentor and pastor down there was, uh, has been the senior pastor. I don't know if it's for 30 years. I mean, that's a rare thing. Um, Meadowview in the last 20 years has had one, two, uh, three, four, at least four different senior pastors and twice as many assistant pastors come and go. But you know, who's been here through it all? The ruling elders. They're the ones that the Lord is uh, using to keep the church going. <laughs> of course, he's keeping it going, but he's using these men to shepherd the flock in the gap, to do the pastoral searches or to lead the congregation in the pastoral searches. And so these are the things I want to explore on this podcast. I hope I can get some guys to come on. I think I can. I want to talk about everything from how they view their role as ruling elder. How did they view uh, even the call? Like how did they how did they know and and were they apprehensive about it? And what were some of their biggest 
fears in that or concerns? How how has it affected the family? And then those fears, concerns, like how has that played out in their time as a ruling elder? How do they live their faith out in the community? How do they balance work and life? What are the gifts that they are bringing in to the church that we so desperately need? What can we learn from the work they're doing in the community? I, I can't wait to interview so many of these guys. And so that's the thought and the theory. I, As I said, uh, we don't know where it'll go, but uh, I hope it'll be a blessing. And really my heart in this is to encourage other ruling elders that their calling is appreciated, that we do need them, that we need them in the denomination. We need their voice. We need their gifts. We need their callings. And there's tons and tons of ways that pastors receive for support and ruling elders don't often have that. And yet they, you know, when they come in for meetings at night, it's after a long day of work. You know, us pastors, we could take the morning off. They can't do that. Uh, there's there's all kinds of things. If Presbytery is on a weekday, they have to take off if they're going to go to Presbytery. They have to take time off of work if they're going to go to General Assembly. And so I just want to encourage other ruling elders in the PCA on what it looks like to be a churchman relying on the grace of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, to do this task that is impossible for us to do uh, by ourselves. I also want teaching elders to hear their voices. I want us to listen to uh, these men that the Lord has called and raised up to lead and guide and shepherd and teach uh, the flock. And so I want that. I also want us to be able to share best practices on how we're doing things like shepherding the flock, how we're doing things like visitation. Uh, how we're training ruling elders to uh, to teach in the church. A lot of churches don't have ruling elders teaching. Um, we, we should be uh, encouraging that and fostering it. How we help our congregation understand our polity. And so we'll talk about all these things. Anyhow, I've rambled on long enough. So as I said, I'll be having most of the time guests who are ruling elders. Most of them will be from the PCA but not exclusively. And who knows, at times I may have other guests that are not ruling elders to have conversations uh, related to being a churchman in the PCA. So I hope this is a blessing to you. If you have feedback, I would always love to hear it. So with that, I'm Pastor George signing off. We look forward to what the Lord will do. Through this.